0: Good evening and welcome back to another episode of Please Call Me Crazy, brought to you by Free People Radio and powered by our favorite sponsor, TireGit.com. That's TireGit.com. You have to buy tires from somebody. You might as well buy them from us and help fund the movement, help support the movement. We believe in the freedom of movement, and that's exactly what the establishment wants to take from you now. I am your host, Royce White, here in the belly of the beast, Minneapolis, Minnesota, for episode 147. Episode 147, today we have another incredible family and friends guest, none other than the great Alex Jones, what more can I say, what could I even say, it's Alex Jones ladies and gentlemen, it's Alex Jones on Please Call Me Crazy, uh, the OG of, of being called crazy and later on being proven true, more true and more right than most of us would like. And that's part of the reason why we allowed the establishment to tell us that people like Alex are crazy or that we shouldn't listen. Um, It's not because they're crazy or not because they're not telling the truth. It's the
1: the truth. The truth is exactly what they don't want us to know. Uh, I hope you enjoy the
0: interview as much as I know I'm going to. I always enjoy talking with Alex Jones. It does. It, it doesn't get much better. I mean, as a as a young man who is, is now in the broadcasting and podcast world, um, doesn't get much better than being able to interview somebody legendary like Alex Jones. So I think that I think the conversation is going to be great. I hope you enjoy it. I hope you're getting ready for a great holiday with your family, uh, and I hope this sends you into it with a ray of hope, a uh, beacon of hope,
1: encouragement, guidance, leadership, all of the above. So, without further ado. Great Alex Jones Welcome back, Alex
0: Jones, the Great Alex Jones, for your second appearance on please call me call, please call me crazy. I'm sorry. We're happy to have you uh, back again. Reinstated on X recently was the huge news. Um but more more importantly, every day we see more and more of what Alex Jones has talked about and predicted come true. The latest news over the last 24 to 72 hours has been Trump being disqualified there in Colorado from the ballot, uh, which we can't really say we're surprised happened. I I was actually more surprised that in Minnesota, um, they ruled to allow him on the ballot. I thought for sure Minnesota would go in the same direction as Colorado. But obviously, we're seeing a desperate attempt from the deep state and the establishment and the globalists to uh, railroad any chance for there to be a a nationalist populist movement here in, in in America under the leadership or through the leadership of Donald Trump, or at least his candidacy, you know. So you know, welcome back on the show. Uh, I want to get your take first on this ballot situation. Where what do you think it means? Where do you see it headed? Um, and and let's go from there. It's good to see you again, man.
2: Good, good to be here, Royce. I mean, this is really a Rosetta Stone. People that don't know what the Rosetta Stone is. They couldn't decipher a lot of the ancient symbols and hieroglyphs until they found the rosetta stone that was the code key to do it or i liken it to a skeleton key a a key that opens a lot of different locks Mm. or you can see it as a keyhole where you can look through and see what's going on so the deep state's been going on for a long time in this country this country's far from perfect there's always been elites and secret societies and things but now they killed Kennedy. They did a lot. They sold out our jobs to China. But but now they've really revealed themselves, and what the Donald Trump movement—he just kind of rode in like a surfer on a populist awakening of the Tea Party and Ron Paul and you know all the things that came before it, in the John Birch Society. He rode in on that. But but it it it, it symbolizes really the Great Awakening and, and people becoming aware and 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 not being naive. And so, the the ninety plus indictments and all the fake impeachments and all the fake civil lawsuits and Trump having trials where there's no jury and the judge says I already found you guilty. That has really taken the blinders off, really taken the mask off, really revealed what's going on. So this is the end of naivete, at least for thinking people. And so that's where we are right now. And like you said, Minnesota did not vote to take him off the ballot. They got California trying it right now and Colorado just did it. And it's because they're such compromised individuals. I wonder if any of those justices ever on the uh, Lolita Express or went to Epstein Island or or something like it. Yeah. Uh, and, and and so this is not a symbol of their power. This is a symbol of their complete desperation. And the war they started nine years ago by overthrowing the Ukrainian government, George Soros bragging about it. Uh, I'm not saying Putin's perfect, but the, the West started that. They've lost that. Uh, total public opinion is turning against Israel. And I don't support the whole Islamic deal either. I'm, I'm just saying
0: yeah.
2: none of the old power structure has any of its reach anymore, or or you know any of its gas? I mean, I mean, let's use a basketball analogy. Let's say the new world order in the 1950s and 60s and 70s was Michael Jordan during his heyday at the Bulls. Uh, well, this is Michael Jordan at like 110 years old. He can barely get out of a you know uh, his uh, his uh, his his easy chair or or or, or his uh, his uh, you know bed. Right. So these people are in wheelchairs and. Both literally and metaphysically, Henry Kissinger just died, Charlie Munger, one of the most evil people alive, just died in the same week. And so it's it's emblematic of an old structure going down. The problem is, in the past, usually when an old power structure goes down, there's giant wars and a lot of death around it. But now we got nuclear weapons and bioweapons and other horrible things. So we really want to bypass that. So we're at the most dangerous point, really, in human history up to this point because of all the weapons we've got we're not very, very careful, we're all gonna kill each other. Uh, and so I've got four children and, and they live in the world with your children. So yeah. I love everybody's children, black, white, old, young. I, I I believe in self-determination when Martin Luther King Jr. said, judge a person by the character of their deeds, what they stand for. Well, if you judge George Soros and and, and Bill Gates and, and and Klaus Schwab and King Charles by their deeds, our problem is white people. But it's not the average white person, who's just like everybody else hardworking and just a good decent person. Our problem is a bunch of old, rich elites allied with uh, people like Xi Jinping and, you know, Benjamin Netanyahu turned its whole population into guinea pigs. And uh, these guys have got a lot of chutzpah, and uh, they need to understand that they've been defeated. And it's all look they could end up like Napoleon on an island if they play their cards right. right. But if they don't, they'll end up like Hitler in 1945 under the Reich Chancellery in Berlin when the Russians were rolling in. And that's the choice they've got right now. There's not much time for them to choose, but they think they're going to crash the economy and have power outages. And they got all these race war movies, Obama's funding. It's disgusting it to, 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 see this. And, and also I'm not stupid. The floodgates have been opened for the white supremacist groups that are fed run, uh, to try to capitalize on all this and, and then run the opposition movement. They're going to get crushed in the end. Uh, and, and, and so, so I, I don't want to play their game. I see their game. And I'm trying to get people to see the game too, because I know I know what the game is. I've studied the Hegelian dialectics. I understand the game plan. And there's nothing more frustrating than knowing what's going to come next, because I read stuff the globalists said they do in the 50s. By the 70s, they delivered. I read stuff they wrote in the 70s. They do by the 90s. They got it done. I, I read stuff they wrote in the 90s. They said by the 2000s, they get done. They got it almost all done. Yeah. And now by 2030, they want post-human, you know, depopulation you own nothing, you're eating bugs, man. Folks, we got to come together and say no to the new world order. You can argue who they claim, and that's feds doing this. It's come out of the Ford Foundation. Oh, it's the Jews, it's the Catholics, it's the Masons, it's the, no, no, no. It's the Protestants, it's the white people, it's the the black people. It's the, no, no. It's evil corporate globalists manipulating all the sides against each other to bring in this dialectic, and we got to get wise to it and say, whatever Hollywood pushes, Whatever ABC News pushes, whatever the Democratic Party or the Republican establishment pushes, we need to do the opposite. It's real simple. I am a big tent person, and I don't want to make this about what color you are or any of that. I want to make it about policy Mm. and what you stand for, and we should oppose every ounce and every hair on the head of this hydra. And, and, And so it's simple. My job's simple. I oppose Their entire new world order, I'm not going to get caught up on who runs it. I'm not going to get caught up on how many people are this or that or all. No, I'm going to oppose their agenda. And that's why they want me off the air, because we're very effective. I mean, I'm not going to brag, but I mean, I advise the top people to Trump. It wasn't the case seven, eight years ago. They said it was. It became a self-fulfilling prophecy. But now I do advise those people. Uh, And and, and so the globalists have a big problem on their hands, because – There's a lot of people now know how the cow ate the cabbage and we don't want to blow the world up. We don't want to race war. We don't, we want prosperity. We want security. We want families, men and women and children and the, and the regular way the world's supposed to work. And we're telling the whole transgender satanic Hollywood, you can take this whole thing and shove it up your ass.
0: Well, I want to ask you about a couple of things. One, without getting too far deep into the Israel and Palestine thing, I said when the Israel and Palestine thing thing happened, Um, You know, there was a number of ways you could look at it. But what I really saw more than anything were that the globalists came together behind closed doors and they wanted to build this rail and port from India right there through the Middle East region to Europe because they got a big problem on their hand with Russia and the power supply. and, And a lot of them are still worried that Xi Jinping and the CCP, if if left unchecked could rise up and, and throw them off as well cuz we all know Kissinger and Nixon were basically uh, you know tied at the hip with China's rise and and in many ways Davos works with the CCP but but they can never really trust each other their relationship isn't isn't really a natural natural one either um but the the new world order kind of came together and said you Palestinians and this conflict between you and Israel is a relic of the past of an old geopolitical structure and we can't really we can't really service it anymore. I mean, we, we you know, we've been servicing it for long enough. Uh, it, with respect, briefly, to the the Palestine and, and, and Israel um, situation, um, you hear a lot of people say, and I hear it from from a lot of people all around the world uh, or all around America, that there's the side that's we're pro-Israel, we got to defend Israel based on a religious and spiritual alliance. And then you got people who say, hey, the Palestinians are the oppressed people. And, and and you know they were um, the uh, the the victim, for lack of a better term, of this deal that went down with Great Britain after World War II. We all know the history. Um, it's tough for me because I've I've never been shy in talking about the the Israel lobby or Zionism and and what my disagreements with it. Um, I have a lot of Jewish friends, a lot of Jewish people around me. People will say that I'm a shill for Israel and Zionists, just like some people say about you because you say anything nice about Jewish people or anything reasonable or rational about Jewish people whatsoever. Um, but at the same time, I say with the Palestinian piece and, and this kind of emotionally driven movement now, this, this hyper emotional movement that the Palestinians are a symbol of everybody oppressed everywhere. Look, if, you, if you're Iran and you say death to America or death to Israel, we gotta fight on our hands and, and because I'm an American citizen, not because I'm black or white or Jewish or Christian or Muslim, I'm an American, and you say death to America. If I live across the street from you and you say, I'm gonna blow your house up, we got a fucking problem, right? And so my point in asking that is, now that the globalist narrative is gonna crumble, are, is their power as consolidated as we think, or is there gonna be an inter-elite clan war between the different power factions and power bases within the globalist agenda.
2: Well, now you're talking real level stuff, and and, and this is where I get frustrated. You've got the Israel lobby that's running around censoring and controlling things, and it's definitely a mafia and is out of control. And then I'm like, but hey, 60% want Netanyahu gone, there's a civil war over there. Israel's like America, it's a bunch of divided groups. I don't right. blame all Jews, but I don't like a lot of things Israel does, and then you've got the whole anti-Israel lobby that just exaggerates and makes stuff up and claims everybody works for Israel and all that stuff that, that that aren't very serious about how what's really going on. You know, you have Saudi Arabia coming out and saying, we need to end this old model. We need to go purely to trade because it is that is going nowhere. So, so the Muslims over there are are the serious ones, are trying to end this thing as well. Uh, and, and you're right, it's all about trade corridors. It's all about pipelines. It's all about natural gas. And so I try to have a discussion for people that are pro-Israel or anti-Israel and say, can you just pull back a little bit and look at the bigger picture and, and be smart here? And they go, oh, you're condescending. You're you're lecturing us how you're so smart. No, I'm, I'm not doing that. I'm telling you, we've read, a, I read a lot of white papers. I actually, you know, have gotten white papers that are secret from Senator's office in the Bilderberg Group, over a thousand pages I read from classified stuff in the 70s. And it's all dialectics. It's all how they manipulate all the groups against each other. And that's the divide and conquer king level uh, where a few thousand British troops could could control India for 400 years because they knew how to play the groups off against each other. So I look at this. Ukraine's failing. That's an embarrassment. They need a new place to launder money. And so Biden gives $6 billion a month before uh, October 7th. To Iran, to Hezbollah—that is the advisors to Hamas—and then, of course, Israel knew it was coming. They stood down for seven hours. That attack helicopters, fifteen minutes away. They—that's even the Israelis admit. No, we stood down. We're just not sure who. who Netanyahu says investigate later. So, so I'm saying, get get sophisticated, folks. It isn't whether you're for the Jews or the Palestinians. It's like, wait a minute. Hamas was founded by Israel in 1977. That's declassified since the 90s. Look it up, folks. If you don't believe me, and then that's whatever government was in there. You know The government's changed, but it's still the same basic bent. And then you got $6 billion sent by uh, O'Biden. And, and then you've got all the, uh, you know, 80 something billion given to the Islamists in Afghanistan with that hasty withdrawal. And you got the Muslim Brotherhood that Obama activated in the middle of his candidacy to literally take over the Middle East, Egypt, you name it, blow up all these countries, go after allies, go after uh, Syria. And, and, and that was all, so so there's an Islamic deep state Muslim brotherhood, and that is what Hamas is. Okay, so I'm like sitting back, and now it came out later. Yeah, Israel knew and stood down. Well, then why? And, and, and I don't even know Netanyahu was in charge. Maybe they didn't tell him. I think he did know. I think he might be behind it. The point is, is they did stand down. So I'm having an adult discussion, and then I get, oh, my God, you're anti-Israel. You're an anti-Semite because you're saying Israel knew. They did. It's admitted. And then I get also the sophomoric response, people, oh, yeah, oh, yeah, uh, sure, Israel's involved in the attack. Now, these are valiant Palestinians. And then you've got Harvard and the left and the big money and the deputy CIA director tweeting out Palestinian images. And, and now the, they're voting, look in your own districts there, 90% Islamic, that in its radical form is not compatible here. So I'm actually, as an adult, trying to go— no, I'm not lecturing people saying I'm smarter. I'm saying these are real issues. You've got to square up. And so they turned one war off or partially off, put on the back burner, and then they just moved to the next one. And this is the geopolitical crap going on. And so I know the geopolitical angles. Xi Jinping, the CCP, Mao Zedong put in power in 49 of the CIA. Heaven and earth moved to send all our jobs over there and deindustrialize us because, as Trump said, The middlemen make 50% of Mm. the profit. Mm. The U.S. gets 25%. China, on average, gets 25%. That's a declassified CIA briefing to Trump. And the middlemen that set those deals up 50 years ago, literally, I mean, I was literally suckling on my mother's breast when all this was going on. I'm 50 now, next month. They literally have done this. So I actually am a geopolitical junkie. I mean, people get into basketball, football, and all the scores. That's great. I know the scores on this, right. and so I'm trying to have an adult discussion. And people go, "Oh, look, this guy talks like a fag." You know, I got an idiocracy. I'm like, "No, no, listen. Th- th- this is serious." So, China's Xi Jinping broke eight nine years ago, uh, and and he's his own guy, and he's a tyrant. But he's not going along with him, and he's saying, "Have three kids now." You know, they were only saying have one before, uh, and 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 so I'm trying to study all the real movements. And, and, and all the real things involved, the truth is the British empire won World War II, but it basically destroyed itself in that war. They were already basically done in World War I, but they really were done. They merged with us, they fell into our arms, we became the new empire, we were the world reserve currency. That's all coming to an end. And you've got this elite here like, like Napoleon when he's outnumbered five to one, starting more wars to try to project confidence while they try to domestically control us, and create a civil war against black and white to to protect themselves from the retribution they deserve. That's the real world. That's the produced movies, the culture, the Democrats are saying, oh, the Confederates uh, are behind Trump. He's a Yankee Republican. The Confederates were Democrats, but it doesn't matter. They are literally trying to run that same script again because they're so desperate. And I'm not even fighting the globalists anymore. They're shot to hell, they're inbred, they're falling apart. I want them to just put the whiskey bottle down and put the car keys down. I want them to stop because we're getting our asses kicked because I'm not with the globalists, but I'm in the car with them. I'm like a three-year-old in the car with dad when he's drunk a bottle of whiskey driving 100 miles an hour down the wrong side of the road. And and, and so people better get serious about this, and they better get serious real quick because these crazy people – have indicted Trump all these times and done all this other crap It only makes him more popular and and, and then they they do this Supreme Court thing in Colorado. No one's going to overturn because they can't help it. They can't admit their beat. It, it's like in um, that uh, Holy Grail movie with Monty Python. Monty Python on the Holy Grail mm-hmm. where he cuts the arms and legs off and the guy says it's just a flesh wound. No, your ass is kicked. The problem is, I'd be glad for them to have their ass kicked. They're still in control of the nuclear weapons. They're still in control of the internet kill switches. They're still in control of all these terror groups they can activate, and they're still in their bubbles. And they still like that New York Supreme Court, or that, or that, or that a uh, uh, Chicago, you know, courts What they're doing, or or the or Colorado, or any of these. They are D.C. ones. They are in such bubbles that they can't even see what's going on. They're like Marie Antoinette saying, "Hey, they're starving to death. She's like, "Let them eat cake." No one knows if she really said that, but they are saying let them eat cake dust, and they think a race war is going to protect them from what they've done? I mean, Zuckerberg just built, I was told you this a year ago from my sources, now it's in the news, a $100 million bunker, a bunker with robots and everything else. I'll be able to build it, okay? I mean, I mean, listen, listen, I was in Hawaii. I love Hawaii. I go like once a year. I was there two years ago. They told me about it. I was there a year ago. I was there six months ago, and I had... Top contractors, the white guys, the local, uh, you, you know, lo- local Hawaiians, literally all tell me the same thing. I couldn't go anywhere. They wanted to tell me what he had inside there. They've got like big football stadium bubbles up over it. So you can't see what he's doing. But now they admit he's getting it for the end of the world. If the world goes down, I don't care if he's got 50 combat robots. I don't care if he has a hundred soldiers in there. Everybody's going to come take that. So, so Mark Zuckerberg's security is not in a damn bunker. He'd be safer taking care of a local town and feeding people and being nice and building a society and farmers. That would be Mark Zuckerberg's security. But instead, he went and stole tribal land, thousands of acres, on record, pissed them all off to build a giant underground bunker with combat robots and drones. He doesn't own the beach. When you go on the beach, they come and harass you. It's, It's on the news there. Again, that's not his security. That bunker's a grave. If he had any humanity, he would know his safety's being in the community and people loving him. Instead, he's built himself an open-air grave. If there is a nuclear war, everybody's going to go there, and, and they're he's the first person they're going to go after. And as he's got an underwater submarine. Nobody knows that. I know the guys that built it. He's got a submarine so he can come and go to his yacht. I mean, this is crazy. This is, this is like The Incredibles or something with the villain on the island. They're crazy.
0: I I got a question for you. When you say that the when we say that the globalist agenda and the globalist uh, power or plan is is crumbling, we we see it before our very eyes. That's what the desperation comes from. It's like in a sports game when you throw a hail mary, you throw a hail mary when you're down seven in your own end zone, right? Sometimes a Sometimes you have the athletes and the receivers and the circumstance to be able to complete a hail mary or to go on a one minute drive, right? And and you know, I guess my question here is, when we say that the globalists are are defeated and they've lost, are we talking about the narrative, or are we talking about broad power? Because I sort of believe that the narrative is breaking, but the 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 the, the um the brute power that they still control, like you said, the nuclear the nuclear weapons the the, the electrical grids, the food supply, uh, the the broad belief, the broad desire and desperation for common people to believe still in the expertise and scientific managerial competence of these people is still intact. Uh, so are they, you know, what, what are we being herded towards? Like part of me believes when I see the, the controlled opposition, right, I call them the These neo-Nazi guys like Nick Fuentes, I was I was just saying the other day on my podcast, I want you to set up uh, a a debate between me and Nick Fuentes, because my opinion is the highest organizing principle of people for Christians is Christ, is faith. And, you know, race is is a matter, you know, and there are other there are other things as well. Culture, for sure. But the highest organizing principle for Christians is faith and the highest organizing principle for Americans should be American citizenship race should be a distant, distant second. If you go back to the history, like you're talking about with the crown, Darwin and these guys knew exactly what they were doing when they wanted to talk about race, right? So what, what are we being herded toward? Because when I see Obama and these guys try and spark this race war, and I, I hear it a lot because I'm here with Ilhan and, and the, the, you know, the, some of the radical squad type politicians, um, some people in the conservative movement, let's say, want, they, they really believe that they're trying to cause chaos to keep chaos going in perpetuity. I see the chaos as a temporary fix. They want the chaos to ensue long enough for them to justify martial law. They want us, the conservatives and Christians and libertarians and patriots who believe in individual rights, they want us to beg for the tyranny. That's the real sigh-up that I see taking place with yeah, what well, they're I mean, trying to spark. Yeah, start.
2: I mean, look, look, look. What, what, what you're talking about is accelerationist. Mm-hmm. And they, they all think, because I think most of them haven't really been in a fight uh, that it's going this big grand thing is gonna happen and, and it's all gonna be cutesy. But I have nothing against Nick Fuentes or any of those guys. My issue is when I have them on, there there's I'll actually be covering a real topic mm-hmm. and it becomes an issue of they're not even responding to what I'm saying. And and and, and it doesn't matter. They don't do it because they're my judge. And I want to impress them. That I've, I've 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 exposed more about Israel and more about the Zionists and more about their their secret relationship with Hitler and the Jews that were there to rob the Jews and Madeline Albright's dad and you know all, all the stuff with George Soros. I mean I I mean I've actually read hundreds of books on it. The real and stuff. I've, and i yeah I mean I mean i really understand it. I'm I'm I mean look I'm under attack by it and <laughs> right. But but I'm also I'm trying to have a real uh, discussion and it. Uh, <laughs> It's just frustrating because I mean, here's a microcosm because you mentioned them, and and it, it's not about them; it's just about the frustration. Because I almost mm-hmm. played this today, but I had so many guests on, I didn't get to it. I saw this clip on uh, Twitter, and it was uh, whenever uh, Stu Peters was in the studio last week, and he he looks at this. We had we had the the uh, star of day with the Israeli flag up, mm-hmm. and he said, "What's that star look like to you?" And he said, a pentagram. And I said, well, it's not a pentagram. It's a hexagram, but whatever. And he went, well, I think it's a pentagram. I think it's satanic. And I said to him, I said, yeah, it's the seal of Solomon. He used to conjure demon. And then they took that and said, Jones is covering up Jewish magic and saying this symbol is the star of David. No, I, I, I knew the history. He was saying Renfam, which is another name of another cult. and They were also star worshippers. I've, I've read history, so it's very interesting. I know this stuff. And I'm like, no, 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 it's actually the Seal of Solomon. He used it to conjure demons. And then that turned into, I'm covering up Jewish occultism. When I said he used it to conjure demons, according to the Jewish uh, histories and all the rest of it, if you yeah. believe that. So, so I was saying... He goes, what is this star to you? I go, the seal of Solomon. That's what it is in the mainline literature. Anybody can know that. And it says it's an Aramaic symbol used to seal demons, control demons. It goes back to Egypt, blah, blah, blah. And so I'm saying, I'm like, he's like, this is an occultic symbol. It's the star of Renfam. And I go, actually, it's the uh, seal of Solomon used to control demons. And then all the videos are, look at Jones, cover up. This is occultic. It was, there, was no, there was no listening to me. It was this guy's the authority. I'm the defender of Israel, Alex is. And, and, and then I'm like, yeah, you're right, it's for conjuring demons. Oh my God, you just covered up with the Jews. And it's just like, it, it, it's, it's, uh, it's not a real debate. And, 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 and I wasn't even trying to have a debate. Like also somebody was on, I said, well, you wanted to come on yesterday, you just flew here overnight. I, I, we didn't talk beforehand. I didn't know you were gonna bring this up. They go, oh, he's saying that everybody wouldn't think that he was gonna bring that up. So he's covering for his masters. And they say, Jones works for Israel. And I just sit there, and it's not like that hurts me when they say that. I've been hearing that for 30 years. I just I just mm-hmm. sit there and like, I'm having you guys on. Like when I had Kanye West on, he did three plus hours, man. And all he could do like a parrot was say, I love Hitler. And, and I was like, okay, was we done two hours on it Hitler. Can I ask you about your can I ask you about politics? Can I ask you about your school? And they'd look at me and shake their head and say, You ain't getting out of this, Zionist. And I'm like, dude, you just said you love Hitler like 55 times. I think we've, you know, I'm a talk show host. I'm like literally trying to go through topics here. So I'm yeah. just sitting back, you know, with Stu Peters. Like, yeah, what's this symbol look like? It looks like a pentagram. Well, it's a hexagram, Stu. But you're right. Uh, Solomon reportedly used that to conjure and control demons. That equals Jones just covered up for the Jews. What the hell? But again, well, my it, question it's this to my, my of,
0: question to you, my question to you is, do you think? And I'm just going to go straight. To it 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 actually starts to piss me off, you know, because I come from this culturally Democrat community where black people have always been at least culturally anti-establishment. You know, you can go to any black community and hear the common man who may not even be educated past the fifth grade reading level talk about a system and the man. Right now, the man has been morphed in to mean all white people, which is a scam to begin with, because what is all white people, the 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 the. Different cultures and ethnicities in Europe have never been a, a hegemonic group any more so than the tribes of Africa or the no no the,
2: and in Africa they're all killing each other in Europe absolutely that's who they kill oh, in each Asia
0: other. in Asia the Japanese tried to subjugate the entire Chinese population and and the Koreans had their own wars and I mean every group is way less hegemonic than they're trying to <laughs> well it's just
2: like black people kill black people white yes. people kill white people it's yes. the same you kill your own group yeah but my my point to you is.
0: I start to think that these guys are actually the deep state assets. I, I start to think that these guys have been commissioned to try and keep the, the, the part of the movement. Look, the political spectrum is obvious. You got the far left, but at the very end of the far left, we know that communism and, and Marxism is radical materialism and it's anti human and it's anti God. So I don't care where we fall on being anti government, they're going to have a more anti human bent to their politics. On the right, is where you see the the emergence of people who believe in freedom, people bo- who believe in God, people who believe in individual sovereignty and in human, uh, more pro-human, pro-humanity worldview. And these guys are over here on the side of the, 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 the field or the football with us. And they're always taking the conversation to this hyperbolic, uh, superficial place. Look,
2: you can look at the Patriot front and their khakis and their mask and they've Pulled mask off of them, they've been feds. That's definitely feds. Okay. And, and, but I, I don't, I don't know about, I'm not even mad at those guys. I'm more frustrated because I've been doing this 29 years. It'll be 30 years in April. And man, the day one, I was in the John Birch Society and into the Constitution and Milton Friedman Mm -hmm. and gold backed currencies. And I would go to a meeting and like, I'm a blonde haired, blue eyed guy, you know, and the people were like, are you with the Jews? And it was, it was all more of like a, like a territorialism by some of the people there. And then so many times you'd learn they were being influenced by the feds. They were being funded. I know these groups are threatened by me with a big tent because I can, I mean, let me tell you, I, I can go to the grocery store right now. I'll do it every week. And the most popular I am is with black people. I mean, almost every black person, especially black men come over to me. We love you, Alex. We know what's going on, blah, blah, blah. I mean, th- th- those are just people. They want freedom. I want freedom. I like that. They like me. I like them. And 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 so I only raise this because it's not even a big issue compared to all the stuff I'm doing. Yeah. But it's very very frustrating because my mother did not raise a fool, mm-hmm. and I can look at what goes on on Instagram and YouTube and everywhere, and in the comments you and, mean, and, like in the in the in the town square. It, it, in the town square, and, and 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 it's two things, and I'm equally worried about both. Okay. Expansionist orthodox Islam is being funded by British intelligence. Obama funded the the uh, Muslim Brotherhood. They're taking over. They are pushing their agenda in any country they come into. And so, yeah, you have all these European countries that don't like each other historically, but in each country is the same Islamic groups that when you unify them all together, they're a majority. You've got all the European countries in the majority, but if you look at combining all of those Islamic groups, about 10% of the population on average in every country, they're actually the only majority because they're the only unified group. Just like Mm. the Native Americans were divided, they were easy to beat. It's the same thing. Europeans are totally divided and and all fight with each other constantly. It's just historic. I mean, it just goes back because they all have beefs like Crips and Bloods. They're probably interrelated, but it doesn't matter. They're gonna kill each other because it's just an old beef. And then I look at that and I I, I pull back and then I go, hey, I'm not for what Israel's doing. And and I think it's wrong, but we can't then embrace all this Islamist garbage and bring in all these refugees and the left's allied with them, and they just go, shut up, Zionist. Well, since when is not wanting open borders or bringing all these Islamists have to do with even supporting what Israel is doing? So so that's the real frustration is that it, it cuts the debate off, and so I see the establishment left, the Harvard you know, presidents, all of them, basically allied with the uh, right-wing populist movement that, that is synthetic they don't have real support out there but they're being force-fed and so it, 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 it's very sick and then when you pull back the ADL knows that as they go out and misrepresent Jews and do all the censorship and tyranny in Jews' names it's going to cause persecution of Jews well then they get more funding they get more support so that's dialectics and, 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 and so That's what's frustrating about about, about this is I say, hey, have you studied dialectics? They go, oh, show off to me, talk down to me, dialectics. And I'm like, no, that's what the Carnegie Endowment, the CIA are obsessed with. Do you know about Hegel? Do you understand waveforms? Do you understand how they create multiple things to create a collision that creates another shape they want out of that? And they'll hit it with, you know, not two waves, dozens of waves to manage it into what they want. And they look at you, like you're trying to show off or something and win a debate, and you're literally trying to give them knowledge of, of, and that's like the left. You know, they're always left like, oh, I got so many degrees and I'm so smart, I'm a leftist, and these right-wingers are all so stupid. And then you study leftists on average, they're more in debt, they're more alone, they're more depressed, they lie more, they're in jail more, they commit suicide more, they're losers. And so it's an easy victimology to sit there and, and 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 claim that 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 you know there's all this one group there is one group the big central banks with the ESGs and Larry thinks the Jews so there there you go there's your demon but the point is is that I oppose them with the ESGs I oppose them with the global UN treaty to take over our bodies I oppose them on getting rid of the titles that open the border and we're having effects against it and they're having to back off I'm actually addressing policy. And so I'll be honest, I want Jews, I want Muslims, I want Christians, I want black, I want white. I want to find the leaders out there that want prosperity to join me. I don't want to to throw all these groups away just because they're getting us to fight each other. They're trying to cause a black-white race war because if we get together in this country, that's the Fisher, we win. We have prosperity, we live together, we have a future together, we raise families together. It's so simple. It's so simple, but it's kosher and it's being allowed right now to persecute Jews and to exacerbate that because they're planning massive attacks domestically that'll then be flipped and the Jews are going to be the victims and then they're going to claim the whole right wing as that and come after us. So I see what's going on. So I don't want violence. I don't want civil war. I love everybody. And, and and but I oppose policies that are tyrannical. I know I'm ranting, but this is so no. clear when no, you study no. the and great I, game. I
0: appreciate I appreciate you doing it because on my podcast and I think my audience will appreciate it, but I hope everybody else will, will appreciate it as well. I, I know they will, but it, it's 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 just as important for us to deal with the psychology here, the pervasive sort of site. these are the psyops. This is the psychological psychological operation, the Hegelian dialectics. And people can't even get their mind there. And I think You know, a lot of us on average, you look on social media, I read the comments, people are okay with the idea that the mainstream media is lying to them. People are okay with the idea that the CIA is misinforming them or that big pharma is is not telling them the whole truth about experimental vac. People are generally okay with that idea. Now, you got some on the left who have become dogmatically uh, allegiant. No, exactly. If they can make it
2: about race. That's what I'm saying. Big mm-hmm. Pharma, the insurance actuary show, killed 20 million people with a shot. Black, white, gay, straight, old, young, Muslim, Christian, Jewish. I don't want to hear it. And, and then, like, I talk about that, and people go, oh, that's a side issue. No, it's not a side issue. We can all unify it against Borla and against Tedros, and we can shut down their treaty and stop them taking control of our bodies. That's policy. That's real. But if they can make policy all about what color we are, folks, they win. So I actually want to beat these people. And, he, and I want everybody this, in my tent.
0: This is what I was going to say. And and part of bringing people in the tent, like I coach high school boys right now. That may seem like an insignificant place to go in this conversation. But I've been talking about it a lot. That's, that's it's, important. That's important. It's, it's awesome to see young men and how they think and then how they respond to real genuine masculine leadership. And and just you know how they start to how they see things and then they how drink they, it up. They're yes, looking for it. Yes. And so I've been telling the the young guys lately is is part of being a good coach because I'm helping my the coach who was my coach at my alma mater. He's the most winningest high school basketball coach in Minnesota history, like 800 wins, which is astronomical for a high school coach. But um, they have this problem where. You know when you're when you're getting coached like when you grow up with the king, you're like the spoiled kid. When you grow up with a, an NBA player as a dad, you're like the spoiled brat. You know when you have a coach who's that good, you look at all these other high schools and they have mediocre coaches or not really that good coaches, and you're like you kind of spoiled by it. You don't appreciate it. So I often come in and tell them like you got to realize what this man's saying. He's seen it. And sometimes, as a high school coach, as a basketball coach, as a leader of men, part of informing people is pissing off a big Ten, and, and you have to be willing and courageous to do that, and I think that's what you're doing right now. The point I bring it up is because I don't care who you are, black, white, look, my grandmother was Norwegian, she was a first generation immigrant from Norway, she's whiter than most white people. As, as far as the Aryan mindset goes, she was what they call true white, right, pure blood, the, the Scandinavians, this is who they aspire to be, but I don't care if you're white, black, I got Hispanic heritage as well, if you pick a group of people and you try and say they're the problem, automatically I have skepticism towards you because nothing any group, nothing any one group of people has done or been able to do could have been done without our consent. So even if you even if you're right about what about their corruption or their wickedness or whatever their plot was, somewhere along the line we consented. Blacks,
2: whites. Well, let's expand on that. Let's expand on that. And you can look at the numbers, I don't get them exact, I'm going from memory here, but something like 80% of immigrants came here post-Civil War, and they were mainly white. Italy, Eastern Europe, you know, all over, but Chinese. But the point is, the vast majority of white people that moved here came after slavery. Something like 2% had slaves before that. It's terrible, no one's defending it. The idea of reparations, if my dad was an ax murderer and killed my neighbor, do I go to jail because my dad killed somebody? Or do I gotta pay reparations later? Because my dad, no, my dad's an individual. My dad, by the way, didn't kill anybody with a hatchet. Mm-hmm. So the idea, but again, they sell reparations. Say, oh, we're gonna give you some free stuff. That's that's cheese on the mousetrap, folks. They're not gonna give you anything free. They want to piss you off, make you racial, make you think the Democratic Party should take yeah. you know take care of you. And it's so obvious. So it, it, it's exactly. We know there's a big Jewish mafia. We know it's embedded in stuff. Hell, of man, course. it's been the ADL and these law firms come after me But my, and that's but what my it point is. is,
0: But my point is this is my point to you. The Jewish, the, I don't care if you want to go back to the Rothschilds, they couldn't have done If you can't make it racial and then and then uh, t- abnegate your own culpability for your group, that makes it dishonest and it makes it silly. Then that's what I think you're saying. It just makes it silly. So the argument starts to sound silly like, If the crown was doing business with the Rothschilds and they allowed them to take the banking racket and then the Rothschilds expanded that to greater Europe, that is an indictment of the white people who participated in that banking and economic corruption the same way it is the Jews. The same way the blacks like Kanye can't rightfully come to the town square and go, the Jews are monopolizing the music industry. When you made a hundred million to a billion dollars off of the, you reap the benefits. And I'm not saying that they're not culpable for their role or their corruption. But when you try to shift the blame away from you, as Christ would say, it, it's me. It's not them. Well, that's Just what like I tell the young players.
2: Is, what I'm trying to say is, it's a cop out. Yes. To say, yes. I mean, if my great grandfather hypothetically um, robbed a bank, which which they did, they didn't. I'm saying, and shot two bank tellers, mm-hmm. and somebody comes to me and says, your great grandfather killed my great great grandfather, I'd be like, screw you. I mean, this idea that again, think of how they're robbing your individuality to claim because of what color you are or where you came from or who you are. You are part of a group now and you collectively have shame. That is disgusting. That is so fundamentally evil. And so that's why I won't sit here and, you know, sit there. I mean, where, where I draw the line is Islam. Okay, and there are a lot of nice Muslims and they're against all the Pedo stuff, and that's great. But any country they take control of for a while, they expand and kick you out. Mm-hmm. And then the Muslims are voting almost entirely Democratic Party because they get coalitions, they get power, they get the Democrats are allied with them. But I still don't want to blame Muslims. And, and and so you know, I, I'm here saying don't blame a group for who they are, don't blame a group for what, what they're doing. Yeah. I wouldn't want, if there was like some big European country with a group of Christians that come in, when they take over they the left always says christians are going to make you convert they're going to make you you're looking at christians to go to church but i'm just saying i look at the calls to prayers and the islamic stuff and and and, and then they're allied with the left you know if, if islam was allied with the republicans and all that then i'd say well I maybe mean, why are they in europe allied with the left why are they allied with the left here in america cuz they they claim they're against all that evil stuff the left does but why are they allied with it
0: well, and you know, let, let's 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 be clear about the Muslim thing. I know a lot of Muslims. I grew up here in Minnesota. The Somalis are all you know. I, I grew up with Somalis. I grew up with Somalis, and a lot. This the, the Muslims are no are are in many ways no different than your white liberals, for example. Like, and this is what I was say. the white liberals who have developed this sort of self loathing and self hatred that they perpetuate or kind of uh, project. In the town square, like white people are bad and therefore I should give my my citizenship over to some global climate elite or or I should lick the blue to black people just because my my ancestors enslaved them or whatever they do. That self-loathing and self-hatred is only for the mindless sort of sheep and drones at the ground level. It's not for the elitists. The Mark Zuckerbergs don't suffer from self-loathing and self-hatred. Right, So you see this vertical integration in the politics and the way they vote, but there's not a vertical integration in the spirit. There is a real uh, edifice of, of a sort of self-loathing and self-hatred in your contemporary white liberal. There is a sort of, of, of blind allegiance to whatever people think they mean when they talk about Islam or Muhammad in your everyday average Muslim. But think about the Muslim and Arab leaders. These people are not unified. They've never been unified. No, they right. watched Gaddafi they're, they're, they're get sociopaths. killed. They, they, if they, if they were gonna go, they would have went when Gaddafi got assassinated. They would have went when Saddam got assassinated. They would have, if they were gonna go, they would have went. They're not
2: going because they have the same the way, let problem me with that. selling okay. out. I mean, let me add that. Yes. I wasn't some pro islamicist Killing Gaddafi was wrong. He was stabilizing Africa. I think he was a good man overall. I said that on conservative radio. I was against both Iraq wars, but on air against the second one, and said Saddam was actually a stabilizing force, worked for the CIA, but he was an old version. They set him up. And, and I, I lost a lot of affiliates over that. It was true. I was against starving the Muslims. But because I try to go with justice, I try to say, I will not starve you to death. I don't want to kill you. I don't say you're subhuman. I respect you. But when you come here with the Democrats and you vote for open borders and you sign on to all their censorship and crap, now you're a problem. Yeah, and, and so that's where I am. I, I mean, I, I mean, because the Muslims all know this. I was against them getting slaughtered, and they don't deserve that. And that's wrong, and that it's wrong what Israel's doing. You know, this is the deception of of the uh, anti-Israel lobby, who then claim everybody is perfectly with Israel just because you're not aligned with whatever weird, you know, white supremacist or you know anti-Israel cult they're in. I'm on with Eric Prince, and uh, Steve Bannon, like a couple days after October seventh, and. I and Steve Bannon, not to play the whole show, people can go find what they want, are like, yeah, it's a trap. Israel shouldn't go in. It's a globalist setup with China. It's to create a cultural revolution here with the Islamists. Israel shouldn't go in. Israel stood down. Bannon says Israel stood down. Uh, Prince denied it. Now it's all confirmed. And then we have a debate about, and of course it came out days later, they were going to flood it with gas and all this. And I said, only thing Israel can do is carpet bomb. They'll, they'll take this out of context too, because they're little punks. Mm-hmm. But, Israel could carpet bomb everything with 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 deep penetration bombs is the only way to level all of Gaza then I went on to say but they shouldn't do that cuz of the civilians they take the clip show a 25 second clip of me saying militarily strategy wise what could go on it's like if i said how could russia launch a sneak attack on america which i don't want them to do which i oppose i could say well they have got a 30 submarines off our coast uh, and they pop up at 3 a.m. and launch them in all our major cities, and then they just hope the response isn't great enough to destroy them. I didn't just call for Russia into the United States. I was wargaming it. And that's what I'm saying is I'm tired of the left dishonesty, and I'm tired of the so-called right wing that fetishizes tribal politics mm-hmm. dishonesty mm-hmm. dishonesty.
0: Yeah, no, I agree with you. And the, the big the biggest thing, and I want to talk to you this talk to you about this to to end here. I know you gotta run um and we appreciate i got some time, some time but
2: let me let, let me take a three minute break
0: go ahead yeah no doubt go ahead
2: i got 30 minutes We're, so we can keep going for you i love you
0: okay but i man, don't I even want to spend
2: time on these damn no we'll
0: be done let no but you know alex the reason why i want to do that because i'm doing the same thing you're doing in my on my side of the field and i and i think it's important for people to see let them call us zionist shills let they listen they call me i've been called uh Zionist shield, I've been called a BLM plant, I've been called a Muslim, and I've been called uh a darling of the alt right by the Guardian and Washington Post. I'm like a, a political bingo coverall. I'm everything. So that you know there's a point where if you're if you're called so many different things, maybe you're just telling the fucking truth. But go ahead, take a take a piss, man. I'll, I'll hold the fort while All you're right, going right Okay. Um and I just love what Alex is saying right now. Alex is getting down to the the root of of this sort of uh, you know cultural cultural racial whatever you want to call it psyop that's just just meant to, to to keep us all divided that that's all it's meant to do it's meant to keep us divided it's keeping us divided it really is and the, the proof is in the pudding the proof is in the pudding this this isn't a conspiracy theory it's not conjecture that this is being done to divide us we are divided and that was the point I'm trying to make and 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 I try and continue to stress to you all out there is, if, if we want to identify a specific group, and I want to ask Alex more about the police state when he gets back from from taking a piss, um, if we want to talk about a specific group as any other identified group, which I don't even agree with to begin, because you know we we have to shrink things more down to the community and the individual. That's the way Christ would have done it. Christ says for all you Christians out there, it says first for the Jew, then for the Gentile it solved a lot of, of what we're talking about with race and, and multiculturalism or monoculturalism and all these things, first for the Jew, then for the Gentile. Christ opened up the covenant for man, uh, man as a species, not as an individual group of people. But the, the, the point I, I want to continue to stress to you all is even if you want to take Darwin and social Darwinism and take the genetic or genealogy of a specific group of people, where do I count? I don't know. I'm black. I'm probably 60 to 75 percent black. My dad was 100 percent black. My mom's mother was half black, half Norwegian. My mom's father was half black, half Mexican. So, you know, I mean, but but again, my skin is fair. My dad is dark, dark, dark skin. My mom is uh my color. And, and so where do I fall? Where does my grandmother fall, who is as white as Alex, but her dad was my skin color. I mean, when you start to play this game with skin and complexion, first of all, you get to a place where you can't, you can't reasonably even measure it. And anytime we drift off into a place where it becomes so hard to measure, I start to think that people are trying to do that so they can play fast and loose with the measurement. And we see no shortage of evidence that people who have uh, a, a lack of faith, a lack of temperance, a lack of, of good spirit uh, and, and grace and charity and, and, and God in their life uh, often drift towards those type of games but even if you want to play that game let's just say you want to play that game every group is culpable for something Alex thanks for for uh, uh st- sticking with us I want to continue on Oh, I love being path. here I
2: mean I want to just say something though because okay. I'm going to air this okay on my show you got the. I point. mean I want to say something to people I have four children and if they're going to be safe your children got to be safe they are getting ready to cut the power off of mine on the Russians they're that the, they got all these race war movies, Obama's producing everything. We're screwed, folks. We don't have time for this crap anymore. Yeah. We got to get together around private property, religious freedom, the right to self-defense, and capitalism. And we got to do it right now. And I, am, I don't want to hear about all this BS anymore. And again, I'm not against all the illegal aliens coming in because I hate them. The globalists shut them down, starve them to death. The U.N. brought them here. It doesn't matter. I love water. But if a dam breaks and floods my town, I'm against the water. This is a takeover. It's going down now. And we can debate all day. It does nothing to say who runs it. Right. And and fine, talk about all day who runs it. It's 88% of the world's money is BlackRock. We've got to shut the ESGs down. That is the governing global government social credit score already here. We know how to beat it. That's why they won't be shut down.
0: And listen, and listen. If you, if you really, I want to ask you about the police state, and I wanna, I want to war game out the deconstruction of the deep state and the the administrative state. If if Alex Jones, I I always text you about you having an official position. I know you're going to continue to advise because you continue to be vindicated for being way ahead of your time. I loved watching the interview with Tucker. I thought that was really revealing. Um, uh, uh, put things in a good historical context so people really know what what you've contributed. Um, so I want to war game out some of that stuff, but 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 again, if you really have a problem with with international jewelry or or financial and economic uh, whatever, stop paying your taxes. Stop using credit cards. Uh, stop watching professional sports. Stop gambling. Stop. I mean, what are you willing to give up to to take power back from whatever group that you're saying that is are the bad the bad guys? Well, I mean, I'll, I mean, I'll and say this. And it goes this. for whites and Look, blacks the same.
2: I mean, all I know is. There's a world government that wants to control our bodies with the UN treaty. And obviously Bill Gates and Tedros are just frontmen, but they're powerful in it. I don't look at Tedros, who's African, and say, oh, the Africans are out to get me, or Bill Gates, who's white, and say, whites are out to get me. This is an evil group of eugenicists. Their cult is mad scientists. Their cult is eugenics. They say they're transhumanists. know. Noah Harari says it's their plan. I'm opposing real policies yeah. of them, and I'm... I'm opposing real policies. I think my headset just went out. Uh, this thing's been on so long. Sorry, uh, Royce. No, yeah, don't worry it's, about it. It's flashing, Rick. I got a new headset, guys. Sorry, no. Royce. Talk a few minutes, and yeah, no, I'm they'll, I they'll, hold. They'll, it. they'll get me a new headset. Sorry, hold, I'll
0: hold it down until they get you one. Um, th- this is an important. This is important. What Alex is saying. Yeah, you guys got to understand. We 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 spend too much time on on the smoking gun, so to speak. Why why are we worried about the smoking gun? Why are we worried about Trying to identify the specific genetic, the specific genetic group. We don't need to identify who's specifically in charge. We know the archetype. The archetype is they're anti-human, they're they're divisive, they want to conquer, they wanna, they wanna monopolize resources. And everybody, everybody who's an asshole, whether they're black, white, green, yellow, from this world, from another world, from another dimension, no matter who they are, the predatory ones want to try and take advantage of the people who are either too weak and too scared to fight for themselves, or the and that's people all who get I'm caught up is, in bullshit.
2: I don't think we have a big tent on ideas. I agree, we should have the reality. And I'm saying when people wanna to come to the reality, a big tent to say, we're against a UN treaty to take over our bodies. We're against open borders. We're against transgenderism with our kids. We're against all of this globalism. Let's just oppose the agenda. Then we can get people from every group on board. But no, the system wants racial division, they want religious division. They're pushing it because that's divide and conquer. That makes them more successful. And, but, and, and so let, let's let's look gonna, at the left. I, the left is obsessed with race and 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 and, and religious division.
0: I, I want to get. You, I want to talk more about the police state because you have been one of the biggest targets of the deep state of this lawfare of the police state. What's happened to Donald Trump? The outgrowth of a police state and government that gets way too big when individual citizens of whatever group get caught up in bullshit, talk to me about the police state and what you see this ballot situation for Trump and what you see the dangers of the police state going forward. One of my all-time favorite clips of you and I think perfectly paints the picture of somebody who is genuinely for freedom and an authentic and, and original thinker and, and, and genuine person versus somebody who plays like they want to hear both sides. They play the moderate, you know, kind of in the middle position, but really their allegiance is pretty clear. Pierce Morgan, and you tell Pierce Morgan, uh, you guys have that debate about about the Iraq war and you're talking about how, how uh, you know, false flags work and, and then the rise of a police state and it, it always ended up as a, a Second Amendment argument and the, the need for us to have the Second Amendment to defend ourselves against your average guy who wants to, you know, kick your door in and kill your family, steal your TV, or... In the worst case scenario, a weaponized military and police state. Uh, talk about the state state of the the police state here in America and this lawfare taking place.
2: Well, the tip of the spear of the police state is Disease X. The UN said five years ago, we'll use a novel virus to take control. We can't get the population's guns. We can't get them to roll over. We can't put our political opposition in camps until we release a virus, and then it's this unseen enemy and the government is the savior and the manager of how to respond to it. And so, at the end of the day, that's really what this is all about. Viruses and, and, and viral fear is the answer the establishment has to bring in their global government. Blue Dobbs sued with Judicial Watch back in 2007, and semi semi my film Endgame, Blueprint for Global Enslavement, and they said, we're gonna use four things to take over. Viruses, migrant flows, War and cyber attacks and power outages, and we're now seeing that. And so, when they roll out a new virus, it hits everybody. Well, they roll out power outages and cut and and cut off the power plants and boost our power prices, or cut off fertilizer that hits us all. And what my main message is: Hey, baby, they got us all fight with each other, or what color we are. But at the end of the day, we are all under globalist attack on our resources. And that's why I'm so upset. I'm so frustrated that, I mean, I I don't brag about this. This is true. And it's the only story I can tell because it was on record. The other ones, you know, if something isn't criminal, it's still off record. You know, I have these meetings. I have meetings with Bilderberg Group members and top people and, you know, billionaires, you name it. But it was like 15, 16 years ago, John Harmon, the producer, he still works here. He's the affiliate relations guy. And he was the producer that day. And and I had Rothkop, the head of the Kissinger group on. And, uh, during the break, he said, I'm going to hang up. I thought you'd join me. I thought you'd come here and all this. And I said, what do you want? He said, I want you to come to New York. We'll fly up here first class, put a hotel. We want to meet with you. You can lead the Liberty movement. You can lead the Patriot movement, but you need to understand you'll have a, you'll be at the table and you'll have input, but you'll basically go with our consensus. And I said no to him. And he said, I can't believe you're saying that. I'm going to hang up. I said, no, no, do one more segment. He had one more segment. We talked during the next four-minute break. And he repeated it. And John Harmon saw him. It wasn't off record. He didn't say it was off record. So I, I talked about it. But I was offered by Roger Ailes the Fox show before Glenn Beck came on. I was a replacement for Rush Limbaugh. I was already on hundreds of stations, self-made, getting top ratings. They told me, you'll be paid $50 million a year. You'll have book deals but we're gonna tell you what to do. It's gonna be so easy, and I didn't take the deal. That was separately meeting Roger Ailes, but also with the head of the biggest radio syndicator at the time. They came 16, 17 years ago, 15 years ago, 10 years ago. They haven't come in 10 years because they know I'm not for sale, but I know how real it is. I'm not a sellout. I've literally had them come to me because they can spot talent, and say we'll give you the world like the devil, you know, up on the hill with Christ, on compare myself to Christ, but it was like that. I, I I know how real it is, and 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 you know, and they also go, oh, Jones is discredited. He admits his family was in Intel. Like that's some magical thing. Intel's the most lied to, abused, controlled, pathetic people. Our military's great people, but they're so abused, they're so lied to. Absolutely. And my uncle was a football champ and a you know, expert at ham radio and the world champ at 15 at Morse code. And he joined them and did all clandestine operations in Laos and everything. And then he, he went, he was a top guy in Iran-Contra. And, you know, before he died, he told me before he got put in the hospital and died of pneumonia 10 years ago, 10 years ago, next month. And he looked like Popeye, man. He was a badass. And he said, I wasn't part of it, but they were smuggling kids out of Guatemala for sex slavery and that's why we got out of it and why we left. And he got all the guys under him left that killed some of them. I mean, it was, and, and then I tell that real story and they go, Jones admits his family is in the CIA and he works for them. No, my, my uncle told me they were evil. He told me the government was bad. He didn't tell me this till I'd been on air for 20 years, folks. Mm-hmm. And I didn't know this. And the point is, is then the people play the game. We have to be ready to get the establishment to come over to us. We shouldn't be worried about defecting to Henry Kissinger. Why are we talking about Henry Kissinger or Clear Channel or Fox News trying to get me to defect? Why are we talking about them defecting to us and telling the truth? That's what I want. And, 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 truth and, and commissions. that's the thing. You want
0: truth commissions.
2: Yeah, we, 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 need to, we need to take a communist note, but use it against them. I agree. We need truth and reconciliation commissions, not with communists, with lies, but the truth, ladies and gentlemen. So people say like like, like, like intel agencies are magical. The average military person, they get the best and brightest men and women, and they run them through hell and they abuse them and they use them until they're done with them. And people say, oh, who are your sources? Who's your intel source? My intel sources, looking at what's going on in the real world. I don't get any intel from agencies or groups. They get intel from me. They're slaves. And my uncle said, I was a slave. I believed in it. I did horrible things for America. And it wasn't until I finally saw them smuggling kids out of Guatemala that I turned against them. And that's the point is that we act like Q is gonna save us and the white hats and Biden's gonna be removed on inauguration day in 2021. It was all a lie, folks, because they act like there's these supermen. There aren't supermen, folks, but there are men who do the right thing and tell the truth. And that's what I'm trying to tell people is you're not going to save the world. I'm not going to save the world. But more of us telling the truth is going to change the world. And we have to stop complying. I've been taken up to the mountain, and it was easy to turn it down. These people are creepy, folks. They're creepy. It, 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 I could feel even having meetings with them, God leaving the room. I could feel the oxygen being, I could feel my strength like I had kryptonite on me when I even entertained them. I wasn't going to do it, but just listening to the offer, I could feel my strength waning. I could. I felt weak. It, it, it's fun to fight tyranny. It's You're meant to do it, people, and that's what I'm trying to explain to you, but most of you have not had the direct offer but you've had it in other ways and i'm telling you reject it god's waiting on the other side
0: how how important do you see the spiritual you've all you I, i've seen i've seen you becoming I, i've i've put a few people in the audience to watch you over the last two three four years that that didn't watch you before i've been watching for a long time but they all come back with rave reviews and and um we've all kind of talked about how you've become even more spiritual as, as your career has gone on. And, and, um, not, not that you weren't spiritually jacked in, but that the emphasis, the the distilled down message is, is a spiritual one. Um, talk about a little bit how important you see the spiritual being and, and, um, can, can we actually, what, what's, what's victory now in, in, in this next election cycle, let's say, but over the next four years. What's victory for us? What, what do we have to hold off? Obviously, we can't turn it around all in one fail swoop because life doesn't work like that. The universe doesn't work like that. But what, what should we be looking to hold off? What, what things should we be drawing a firm line in the sand on and, and holding off from this, this globalist agenda?
2: I want to answer that question, but I got listening to your last question about what is victory, but I was going to say something really important. What was the first part?
0: What, what does victory look like? in, in, in this thing? No, before that, you said something else. Um, The spiritual, Uh, what, 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 the, the, all right. Let
2: me, let me answer that. Then I'll answer what victory is. When you're young, you've got so much potential and, and you're, you're like a new blade of grass that you just feel really powerful. The whole world's yours and you tend to be arrogant. But as you go down this path and you, you try to be a good person, but you think you can beat the devil, you don't think it consciously, but you think I can handle this. And once that devil grabs you by his teeth and sinks his fangs into your ass, you're going to realize only God can get you out of it. So I've always been a Christian. I've always loved God. But it's going into the depths of this and really seeing evil up front and the stink of it and how it just wants to get your ass and it's so committed. That's what makes me go to God. And not out of a decision. You either submit to the devil or you ask God like a lifeboat for help. Mm-hmm. And so yeah, there are no atheists and foxholes, Royce, and, and 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 that's where we are is there the devil's greatest trick doesn't exist. He exists. This spirit is 100% real. And so my talking about God constantly is because I it's my light in this in this cavern, in this war. And and then and then the subject of what does victory look like? Victory looks like turning loose and not caring what the world does, not caring what they say about you, not caring even what happens, just saying, God, I trust in you, and I want you to lead God and direct me, and and I'm going to fight this evil, but I'm weak, and I need you to help me because I can't do this without you. And if we just simply humble ourselves in front of God and say, I can't do this, and I I, I need your discernment, God's going to give us that discernment. And that's the only way through this. And, and that's why God does this. God will take you. You're young and powerful and beautiful. You think you're so good. You get old. You get weak. You realize the only thing left's God. And then when you step into God, it's 50 times more powerful than your own arrogance of youth. And you're just like, oh, my God. Youth is wasted on the young because if I would have known this, but that's part of the process. And so I think that's really What this comes down to, it's a great contest, it's a great test, and uh, we have spirits, folks. Our bodies are just shells, and they're a manifestation of what we are spiritually, but they're just shells, folks, and you're going to die. Your body's going to die, but you've got a spirit, and if you don't decide where you want that soul to go, you're going to get sucked into a black hole, folks. Mm -hmm. You're going to go with all the entities that God gave free will that decided to say F you to God, and God cries over that, but God gave us free will because God wanted people to commune with and worship God and, and, and to be an interface with, and, and God is perfect, but if God has, in from my understanding, if God has any second thoughts and God does it, God's perfect, because I agree with what God's done, just myself at a limited level, God is omnipresent and can do anything. What can the one, God can make a trillion worlds of robots that follow his orders, What's the one thing you can do when you're all powerful is create new things that have free will. And and, and so when I I listen to the Satanists always say, your God's a sadist. He he look at all the bad things he lets happen. Look what he did. Well, you know what? I had children and I gave birth to them and now they're going to die someday and they can get in a car wreck and they're going to have cancer or heart attacks. They're going to have pain and I'm a sadist. No, I'm not a sadist. I love and I had those children because I love because I'm continuing the human race, and that's a microcosm of God. So I see the perfection of God in my children. I see the plan, we are God's children. I understand that, and then God cries, Royce, for the people he loses. And so I want everybody to join God. I want everybody to be part of Infinity. I want everybody to take this test we've got right now and make the decision to energetically support Christ, and we will literally be with Christ forever. And the eye has not seen, the ear has not heard what God's got in store for us. And I really appreciate you. People can find the Center Show at infoWars.com forward slash show band video. For now, who knows how long? Real Alex Jones, where you'll find the Forbidden Show at infoWars.com forward slash show. And I want to wish you. And all your family a merry Christmas, my friend.
0: Alex Jones, ladies and gentlemen, amen to that. Especially before this this Christmas holiday, to everybody. I appreciate you, brother. Love you. Let's talk soon. We'll have you on the show when when we can. Um, happy holidays to you and the family. Uh, Godspeed, man.
2: Love you too, brother. God bless. Talk soon.
1: There you have it, ladies and gentlemen. The great Alex Jones. I hope you
0: enjoyed that as much as I did. Alex got very. Very real in that interview. He cut through all the bullshit. We got to cut through the bullshit. You know, we can have any conversation anybody wants to have. Nobody's trying to censor anybody or, or, or shy away from certain conversation. That's not the point at all. The point is when you're in a crisis, when, when you're in a dire situation, when you're in a, uh, the down position, as we say in, in, in the martial martial world, when you're in the down position, when you're in a bad position, you have to create a hierarchy of priority. And the hierarchy of priority for us right now is not to focus so much on culture or race or ethnicity or any of these eugenics-based uh, eugenics games of division. <clears throat> that Alex so aptly explained was the, the work of, the strategy of people like the Crown and, able, and, and being able to subjugate India uh, despite having a much smaller population. The Hegelian dialectics, these are things that you need to become familiar with. And, and when I say things like you've been brainwashed or, or, or they're lying to you or the three-card Monty
1: or the overlay for the underlay, this is what I'm talking about. And it's become very, very clear. The goal is to distract. The goal is to divide so they can continue to conquer. The encouraging thing is, all we have to do is say no.
0: Now, that's a lot easier said than done. And they've made it much harder to say no than any time in human history, maybe any other time in human history. Why? Based on the bare bare essentials and basic material resources? Yeah, there's some of that. But the high is good. The high has gotten so good. And the high is what we have to pull away from. And it's not just the high uh, of what, 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 what you would think. The obvious thing is the high of, of uh, the convenience of technology or the high of, of sex drugs and, and, and rock and roll, as they say, or, or any of that stuff, that, that high has gotten good too. But the emotional the emotional and psychological catharsis that has become a false catharsis, the social and, 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 and psychological catharsis of thinking that you're actually pursuing something genuine and meaningful, when you're really
1: contributing more distraction than you are a solution. That high has gotten better than ever.
0: <clears throat> to be able to create the perception of, of revolt, I always go back to this because the, the, the statement just shocked me when I was out leading the George Floyd protest, uh, protest, the George Floyd protest, I'm sorry. I had a young black woman tell me just to be a black woman is a revolution. I mean, just to exist as a black woman is a revolution. Now, there's somebody who the Hegelian dialectics is working on better than advertised, right? I mean, they really got her. They really have her mind. She believes that, that, that the oppression Olympics is, is so real, is so substantive, is, is so deeply rooted uh, in, in, in her very existence that merely to, to draw breath is a revolution in and of itself.
1: It's never even crossed her mind
0: that the, the identity, the status, <clears throat> the categorization of being a black woman is actually playing to the benefit of the same establishment that she says oppresses her. And I could say the same for any group of people. They all, they all have their role to play
1: in that, in that strategy, in that, in that war of information. And I appreciate Alex. I
0: appreciate Alex for being transparent about having had those offers to sell out. I've gotten to call myself. I've gotten to call myself. Hey, we, you know, you got a debt there. We could help with that. You got a situation here. We could, we could resolve that. What is it that you want? What is your goal? I mean, they have a great way of disguising it sometimes. What are your goals? What do you really want? You know, what, well, what do you see? What do you see for yourself in ten years? The difference between me and most people in my position, most people who will come before you is I was stupid enough. Some people would say, I'm stupid. I was stupid, too smart for my own good. That's what the NBA said. The NBA said I was too smart for my own good. What they really mean is you have a lot of players with a much a much less versatile skill set than myself now getting contracts for, uh, four years, $80 million. I mean, guys who are utility players, and I don't say they're utility like they don't contribute a lot. I'm saying they're not the star guy. The star guy, like Jalen Brown, who so graciously participated in the Big Three this summer, I thought that was really uh, uh, generous of him. Uh, $300 million. Biggest contract in NBA history. That's what the top guy is getting now. $300 million. When I first came to the league, I think the the salary cap in the CBA still had people uh, maxed out at five years, four or five years, 80 million, 85 million. I think LeBron James got one of those contracts. Despite what you think about his politics, and I can't stand his politics, I've said that on the record many times. uh, What he's been able to to, to do, what he's still able to do right now in his 40th year is 40 years old, but his 20th season is just. Extraordinary, um, but I can't stand his politics. But he is the most underpaid player. He he is maybe the most underpaid athlete in sports history. My my point is, his politics are horrible. Don't I mean to, to see to see him come out on the stage the other day and shill for an anti Second Amendment movement? I mean, you just you're a white liberal woman. It's disgusting. It's, it's horrifying to think that you could perf- go out there and, and, and give an incredible performance from an athletic perspective and then come on the podium or, or step up on the podium and just talk like a white liberal woman is disgusting. It, it's, it's, it's disappointing. And to see the entire or a huge portion of the sports world fall at the man's feet and not have the courage to tell him, hey, man, you're a great player, but this is some bullshit. I'll I'll be the one to tell you, you know, LeBron knows he blocked me. He blocked me on Twitter. I'm still blocked on Twitter. I don't know what I said. All I said was free the Uyghurs. Two million ethnic minorities in East Turkestan in concentration
1: camps. Something we got to talk about. Free the Uyghurs. Blocked by LeBron. Not surprised. But this Second Amendment thing is even more ugly. And I've said it before on my
0: podcast and I'll say it again now because Alex Jones has been one of those guys who has had epic, legendary Second Amendment debates with people like Piers Morton. I referenced it in the show, but, um, you know, white liberal women, they want to tell me the KKK is on the loose. They want to tell me the police are the KKK, but then they want me to call the police when the KKK show up. And I don't think there's a better example of how this Hegelian dialectic and, and this sort of this, this bastardization
1: of, of, of common sense, this, this insult to the intelligence of people based on their identity and cultural group. Us black men are so mistreated, so, so oppressed, so hunted, so victimized by the system, by the white man that we should give up our firearms.
0: Fuck you, people. Honest to God. And LeBron, I like I said, respect and appreciate what you do on the basketball court. But this political, uh, uh, you know, this this political propaganda you're pushing is is harmful. It's it, when they they talk about you know certain individuals being harmful to platform? That shit is
1: harmful. Don't be telling black black people or any people that they need to give up their firearms. If you say the system is guilty, if you say the system can do you harm, what sense does it make to give up your firearms and your ability to be able to protect yourself? The ability to protect yourself is one of the most basic God given rights. And more importantly, there's a price for freedom.
0: And yes, every time innocent people are killed, anytime young people, children are killed, anytime people lose their life, it's tragic and we all, we all understand that it's tragic. We all feel that sense of remorse, and if you are one of the parents or somebody who's lost somebody close to you, a relative, in that way, of course it's gonna feel much more uh, you know, painful than it does for people who are not directly connected. But everybody feels a sense of fear and a, a sense of, of, of pain and a sense of anxiety. Uh, to, to see death. Death is not natural for human beings. It's become natural from the fall of man, but, but death of the human spirit is not a, natural,
1: uh, not a natural phenomenon. So death feels very unnatural to us, rightfully so. That doesn't mean that, doesn't mean
0: that we need to prepare ourselves or leave ourselves susceptible to any and all
1: manners of of, of predatory uh, people. What, what was unique and what is
0: unique about American citizenship and, and the ideas that were articulated by our founding fathers is that you, the individual, have God-given rights, inalienable rights that were granted to you. And part of that right is to bear arms, to protect yourself, to have the fighting chance. Not to say you're going to actually come out on top. I mean, that's the, that's the whole gaffe here. Just because you, you have a gun doesn't mean that you're going to be victorious. Other people have guns too. Maybe they're a better shot. Maybe they catch you off guard. Maybe you're caught
1: by, by uh, you know, multiple enemies. Maybe you're outmanned, outgunned. The point is to give you a fighting chance. The point of the Second Amendment is to give you a fighting chance. and there's a price. And so we talk about freedom. And slowly but surely, a movement,
0: the pro-black movement that has traditionally emphasized the idea of freedom going back to the days of the abolitionists and, and into the days of the, the, the segregation civil rights leaders like Martin Luther King, freedom has slowly but surely become an afterthought of the movement, intellectually, linguistically. Slowly but surely, we've moved away from the idea of freedom. Do you think that's by accident? Do you think that the Marxists and the liberals and the globalists and whoever else is involved in this this psychological operation
1: is trying to de emphasize freedom by accident? And you can say that freedom, you can say I'm lying.
0: You can say that there's still an emphasis on freedom, but the evidence points to the contrary
1: because freedom comes at a cost. There's a price to freedom. Thomas Jefferson said it, the price of freedom is death.
0: Malcolm X said it, the price of freedom is death. Anybody with any common sense understands that part of being free, part of the price, the cost of
1: being free, living free, is that death is a possibility. Tragedy is a possibility. Possible. Not certain. Possible. What's certain is that we all will die. What's possible is that some of us die sooner than others, different than others, more tragic, more painful than others. As tough as that is to deal with. What our founding
0: fathers try to articulate is a more even playing field for everybody to have the
1: opportunity to pursue happiness, property, liberty. And in that liberty, you find the ability
0: to, to, to crystallize, let's say, to clarify your will, the human spirit. It's a journey for all of us. God made it that way. So the American found the, 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 the foundational beliefs of this country aren't in rejection
1: of God. They're in support of God, the natural way, the natural order. You're going to have trials and tribulations. It's not supposed to be perfect. It's supposed, we're looking for a more perfect union, not completely perfect, more perfect. As close
0: as we can get, what we can achieve, what we can do. It's like I tell my young, my young
1: guys who play, you know, play basketball or any athlete, especially the ones who are real hard on themselves. You want to play a perfect game?
0: Everybody wants to play a perfect game. I get it. And sometimes, some days, you're going to have that nearly perfect game. And if you're any type of athlete or any type of competitor, if you're any type of honest with yourself, even when you play better than you've ever played, even when you've played the best game you've played up until that point in your life, in your career, even when you had the best day that you could have possibly had as a human being, there's still going to be something that went wrong. There's still going to be something that you want. There's still going to be something you wish, you know, would
1: you wish for. That's okay. That's part of being human. Not gonna play a perfect game. It's not gonna be perfect. The movement to combat globalism, the movement to combat Satanism, the movement to combat crony capitalism or
0: Marxism or any other manifestation that's that's grown out of control in our society and our culture, the movement's not gonna be perfect. You want a perfect movement? You want a perfect candidate? I'm not good enough?
1: And I'm not even talking about me. I'm really talking about Alex. Alex ain't good enough? That, the, the man you just witnessed right there, that, that level of genuineness and humility and authenticity, that ain't good enough for you? Mm. We're starting to drift into the world of narcissism then, I think. Uh, of of what you would call being a spoiled brat if that ain't good enough that ain't good enough some of you need a lump of coal this christmas instead of the beautifully wrapped gifts
0: uh, of your choosing of your wish list you might need a lump of coal but all in all we appreciate alex jones we appreciate what he's done over the last 20 years We appreciate the work he continues to do. We appreciate him standing in the breach
1: and taking uh, the, the, the incoming fire from this corrupt, corrupt system of lawfare and kangaroo courts, political persecution, prosecution, and the worst case, in some cases, execution.
0: We hope that as people like Alex Jones continue to be vindicated, that others who have been persecuted or prosecuted will then, will uh, will soon also share, in, in in this awakening, of of humanity and society.
1: Notable names like Julian Assange. And it was it was ironic that Ilhan Omar signed
0: uh, a, a petition, a proposal, a resolution
1: for Julian Assange to be free. I don't preclude miracles. I don't like Johan Omar. I don't like her politics. I think she's in on it. But I don't preclude miracles. As a Christian, as a God-fearing man, if I preclude miracles, I deny Christ. I'm open to all of these people repenting
0: I'm open to all of these people coming into the charity and grace
1: that submission to God provides. I'm all for it, but I'm not going to stand around and let somebody kill me in the process. That's, that's
0: not my duty. My duty is not to, 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 to sit around and become the, the, the victim of whatever malignant
1: behavior stems out from a, from a sick society. My duty is to tell the truth, to
0: try and influence and encourage people to be better, to provide hope, to provide
1: encouragement and guidance, mentorship, to provide support within reason. That's my duty. My duty is not to be so empathomatic that the
0: very idea that some people die, some people dying is a cost, is a price that must be paid for the greater and grander idea
1: of freedom. It's not my duty. It's not even rational. It's not rational at all. What you need to be worried about is the inability. You, you want to talk about slavery? You want to talk about taking freedom from people? When you take the freedom to be able to speak truthfully, you start to, you start to impede on the, the freedom to be able to think
0: truthfully, to be able to, I mean, there's nothing. And that's why our
1: founding father, give me, give me, give me liberty or give me death. There's profundity in that. There's,
0: there's something deeply profound in that. Because what they're saying effectively is when you live under a tyrant, when you live under a mad tyrant, it not only starts to impede your freedom of movement, the things that you can do and the things that you can say, it starts to impede the way that you think. This is where the physical actually, trans, uh, actually transcends this world and, and starts to become metaphysical.
1: And I don't want to talk over people's head. I know people say, oh, you go so deep, you go so deep. It's not that deep. There is something greatly, greatly essential about freedom. And if you can't see how Alex Jones is a freedom fighter, then I don't, I don't know what to tell you. I just don't know what to tell you. There's probably nothing I could tell you, to be quite honest, but I'm going to keep trying.
0: I'm going to keep trying for all the people out there who, who hear me, who understand what I'm saying, who we get emails from, who I get text messages from, who we get letters from on a daily and weekly basis who say, thank you. It's inspiring. That's who we're talking to. If you don't want to believe it, that's, that's your right. You have
1: that right. You have the freedom to think whatever you want to think. But if Alex Jones isn't good enough for you, then I'm probably not good enough for you either. And I'm okay with that. That's the price of freedom. This has been another episode of Please Call Me Crazy. I appreciate your viewership and listenership today and in the
0: future. If you haven't already, visit freepeopleradio.com. There you can find out more about where to watch and listen to the podcast as well as following us on social media. We do have a store. Feel free to visit our store through freepeopleradio.com or you can go to freepeopleradio.store.
1: We have a lot of incredible uh, memorabilia from the podcast. Godspeed
0: t-shirts, hoodies, sweatshirts. Uh, kitchen aprons, you know, some cool accessories. Ki- kitchen aprons, uh, kitchen magnet, uh, refrigerator magnet. I'm sorry, poker cards. A lot of fun stuff in the store. So stop by the store and grab an item if you if you're looking for something or a way to support the podcast, support the movement. We appreciate it. I guarantee you. Although, I I, I always have and always will reject the offers. Part of this this this, this journey is finding a way to stay afloat, and this is a business. So we, we definitely uh,
1: appreciate any of your support. We're not begging you for support, but it'd be nice. It'd be nice. Whatever you can afford.
0: And we're going to continue to try and expand the store so that there are more options to, to fit anybody's financial situation, to contribute something. Personally, I love the gospel T-shirts. You know, that's that's my thing. Um, but but there's a lot of good items in there as well. Here's one. Please call me Crazy Coffee Mug. That's that's uh, another one of my personal favorites. It just turned out well. I like the color black.
1: But freepeopleradio.com, freepeopleradio.store. Um, Sorry we couldn't have this on YouTube.
0: Sorry we couldn't air this on YouTube. I already have one strike, and we didn't want to run the risk of having the channel completely uh, deleted, permanently deleted, as I was threatened to have happened by YouTube, which is so strange, you know, because Alex is – I know I know Alex is a censored character. I know Alex is banned from YouTube, but, you know, he, he appears on other people's shows and, and – Obviously, he's, he's allowed on there. They're not, they're not going out of the way to take down every single Alex Jones podcast on, on YouTube, so I, why, why mine are special, I don't know. I, I can't say. But it probably has something to do with exactly what Alex said, and I want to give you that sense of encouragement and that, 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 that nugget of knowledge, reiterate that as we as we leave this evening. To keep black and white divided in America is the sole source of their ability to conquer us. That division, that dividing line, is the dividing line that allows them to continue this scam. When black people and white people find a way to come together,
1: they're going to have a very, very difficult time perpetuating this agenda. And so it is different. You know, Alex can do a bunch of podcasts, but it hits different when you
0: get the great Alex Jones and the young black militant hatchet man nationalist populist. I'm patting myself on the back now. I'm feeling great. I'm feeling that sense of holiday that 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 sense of uh, a holiday spirit.
1: When you get us two together, it hits different. It feels different. It looks different. It sounds different. But we're going to continue to fight. We're going to continue to have people on the podcast who other people, who others, whoever they may be, think, have deemed crazy, have deemed a danger, a threat,
0: extremists, conspiracy theorists, whatever they want to say. We want to find, we want to know, we want to listen to the people that this establishment we know is corrupt, we, we know is guilty of corruption. We want those people who have been
1: othered, and we want to hear what they have to say. And we'll decide. We, we the people, will decide for ourselves, thank you very much,
0: what has merit and what doesn't. We don't, we don't, need, some, we don't need some high table. We don't need some technocracy to decide for us what has
1: merit and what doesn't. Don't insult our intelligence. We have eyes to see. We have ears to hear. We have a heart that knows. When We we listen to lies. When we get caught up in lies, we know. Deep down, we know, even if we won't admit it, God knows. And we got to walk through that. So I appreciate your viewership today and in the future. I hope you all have a
0: very... Merry Christmas. We will see you this week to bring in the new
1: year. The fight continues, and as always, Godspeed.